0: This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome.
1: This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. Directv Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply.
0: Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Set. <laughs> I'm Polly Campbell. Welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And you all know the one thing I talk about all the time here is the importance of taking deliberate quiet time. I call it quiet time. It's a way for me to restore, get clear, relax, disengage, kind of pay attention to my own mind. Sometimes I daydream, but it's all designed for me to pull back so I can re-engage with the world in a deliberate way. And when I don't have that time, I I I've come unhinged a little bit. I feel more anxious. I feel uh, more reactive. I get more irritable. So you've heard me talk about it before. And, and that's why I'm so excited today to talk with David Kuntz. He is the author of The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When We Have to Keep Going. And You know, I think this is important stuff. I think we can learn a lot from David and his terrific new book. David has done a lot of things in his career. He served as a Catholic priest. He's taught courses on managing stress and emotional health, worked as a psychotherapist, and he's an author of seven books, including The Newest, The Art of Stopping. David, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Polly. Great to be here with you.
0: You come at this topic from many different directions. How did you arrive at, at this idea of stopping and, and how we can make it practical in our daily lives?
1: Well, Polly, I arrived at the idea of stopping through a very personal kind of crisis. Um, uh, I was uh, a fully functioning and happy clergyman. And when all of a sudden, to make a long story short, the bottom sort of fell out and I had a great midlife crisis. Hmm. So without really knowing what I was doing or why I was doing it, I, I went away and I stopped. I did nothing. I got permission from my bishop to, to be absent for a month. And I went to the Northern coast of California and rented a small cabin. And I looked at the ocean for a month. And that's pretty much literally true. I did very, very little else. And I did it because I didn't know what else to do. And it was only later when I came back to my life that I realized that what I was doing was being still so that I could hear the wisdom that was within me. Stopping is based on the assumption that we are all born with the wisdom that we need to live the life that we should live. It's there, it's within us. The problem is The noise and distractions of the world, just as you indicated in the introduction, keep us distant from that insight, from that knowledge. They distract us, and we never really hear that wisdom unless we're still enough, long enough to to hear the the voice and the wisdom that we carry within us. So, so yes, it was a personal crisis that sent me to that long-stopping, what I call a grinding halt. And uh, then I finally came back to my life. And uh, a year or so later, I left the ministry. But it was only with that time of stopping when I was sort of scanning my life and trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? That I was able to access the wisdom that was actually there. And I gave it it time to give me life. That's really what stopping is all about.
0: I love this idea that... When we become still, we can hear the wisdom that is within Mm. me or within us, because what you're saying is we have everything we need. It it feels so hopeful if we can just learn to hear ourselves, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's there. It's within us. We're born with it. It's uh, it's, uh, all the spiritual traditions, East and West, tell us that it's the internal life. It's the inner life. Uh, that is real and that has the power. It's the inner life dictates the outer life. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's, it's got all the power.
0: You write, we cram things in and we cut things out as a way of trying to find this. It's almost like we have some instinctual need to slow down or say no or stop, but we cram things in so we can get it more done so we have more free time or we cut things out so we have less to do. And that's not the approach you recommend. You don't think that's stopping?
1: No, I don't. I don't think it works. Uh, if you cram things in or cut things out, which we all do, uh, you know, we, we, we have more and more things to do all the time. But the problem is we have two limits. We have a limit on time and we have a limit on energy. Time is limited by the fact that the day is the same 24 hours and it's not going to change. <laughs> that is a limit. We have the same, the, the time limit is there. It doesn't change. And yet we add more and more to it. And the other limit is our energy. Our energy either stays the same or as we age, lessens. So it, it's, a, it's a system, it's a setup. It's a setup for failure. Cramming and cutting out is set up for, to fail because eventually, Something has to give and generally what gives is me, the person, the individual. We get sick, we get burned out, uh, we have an accident. Uh, something happens because it, it can't go on. There there are limits. So stopping helps us to see those limits and acknowledge them.
0: I think, I. I think that's a really important concept. And it's one I experienced years ago and and my newest book, you recharged came out of that because I was feeling burned out and I did handle it by, well, I'm just going to get up and finish all my stuff early so I could take a break. Or I was saying no to other things. And what I found is, is the saying, no, I was saying no to the wrong things. I was no longer filled up. I was no longer doing the things I wanted to do that actually restored me. And, so when we stop then, you're saying it gives us some clarity, some awareness of what those things are so we can re-engage in a new
1: way. Exactly. Exactly. In the way we want to, in the way that's right for us, rather than the way that the world tells us to do it.
0: Yeah, right, right. Because there's a lot of noise.
1: <laughs> oh, oh boy. And getting getting louder and longer.
0: Yeah. You you say stopping at the speed of light that was a really interesting idea what does that mean
1: well stopping at the speed of light uh, is a metaphor that tries to emphasize the paradox of stopping because it seems that stopping doing nothing intentionally doing nothing would would be very counterintuitive it would why why would i want to do nothing i have so much to do why would i want to do nothing i should do more so it's a paradox let's let's at this point let's define stopping so that everyone knows exactly where we are stopping is doing nothing for a definite period of time a moment or a month in order to wake up and remember who you are and what you want so stopping is doing nothing uh, for a minute a month for whatever period of time in order to wake up and remember who you are and what you want. In other words, without stopping, we're going to go according to the world's rules rather than to our own rules, our own inner rules that we carry within us. So um, stopping at the speed of light is really emphasizes that paradox, the speed of light and stopping are two polar opposites. And yet, when you're going at the speed of light, time stands still. That's an actual fact. And that's really what stopping is. So it just emphasizes the fact that it's it's a paradoxical reality. What seems to be not true is probably the most important truth in our life, that we can't spend more valuable time than we do when we're still and turning in and being aware of our inner life. Because if we don't do that, we'll miss the life that we wanted to live, that we should have lived, that we were called to live.
0: I want to talk about this concept of what stopping is. I want to continue on with this for a minute, David. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not meditation. It's not prayer. It's not reading or journaling. It's it's literally being physically and mentally still, if we can. Right.
1: right. Okay. Stopping, you know, Is it really possible to do nothing? You know, probably not. That's a philosophical question I don't really want to spend a lot of time with. But what I say is do nothing as much as possible, as much as possible. Do nothing. And that's what stopping is, turning your energy in and doing nothing. That's what stopping is, being aware of your inner life.
0: There are three levels that people can get to this way. Still points, stopovers, and grinding halts. I, I related with the grinding halts. There have been a couple in my life. And okay. they've all turned me into the direction I needed to go. It all worked out. You know, it was, it was good and difficult all at the same time. But talk a little bit about these levels. My goal would be to have the still points and the stopovers before I get to the grinding halts. Is that what we're going for?
1: Yes, I think that's generally true. Uh, Still points, stopovers and grinding halts are the three ways of stopping divided into those categories simply based on the amount of time spent doing it. Uh, That's that's all they are. It it isn't important uh, just exactly how to define those differentiations. But still points, first of all, are the very brief moments, even a few seconds, in which you turn your stop, turn your energy in, take a deep breath, and then go back to what you were doing. And they can be as little as a few seconds to a few minutes to a couple hours. Stopovers are like a day or a full afternoon or a day or a couple days in which you do as much as possible, nothing. Turning your energy and being aware of your inner life. And then grinding halts are the longer periods of time, up to a month. Some people make directed retreats, which is a great way to do stopping. But unfortunately, Many people experience a grinding halt uh, in a way that is not productive, namely by getting sick or having an accident, and where life sort of forces you into a grinding halt.
0: Yeah, but, that's more where I landed. I, I landed in my burnout, you know, for about exactly,
1: a month. Yeah. exactly. But but that's not a way to do stopping because you're sick and and your energy is it needs to be focused on getting well, mm-hmm. and being sick is not a, 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 a good time. To access one's inner life because the, your energy is not there. Your energy doesn't need to be there at that time. So the best way to have a grinding halt is intentionally. And that is, as I've mentioned before, the whole idea of taking a long period of time or even a shorter period of time off and doing nothing is very, very countercultural. <laughs> right. Society does not reward it nor encourage it. So that's the challenge. Stopping is very, very easy because it's simple. It's doing nothing. It's turning in and it's absolutely easy on one hand. On the other hand, culturally, it's very, very difficult because it goes against everything that our culture tells us to do or not to do. Well, I'm
0: just thinking about that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a middle-aged mom. I work full-time. I'm married. I I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are are raising children and also managing a household and a business. And so there's a little anxiety or a little pushback that's coming up in me saying, yeah, how am I going to do this? You know, how is this going to happen?
1: Yes. So many people, it just sounds like, okay, great. That's just one more thing I got to do. Right. Right. And, uh, Uh, Well, in a way, I I can't deny that, yes, (laughs) that's right. Uh, On the other hand, what I'm convinced of is if you experience the joy of still points, of stopovers, of silent time, you will be so convinced that you will want to do it and you will desire to make the time because it will refresh you. It will keep you on the track you want to be on. In other words, you will realize that it is so beneficial that you indeed can fit it in, especially you can fit in still points, which are those very brief moments.
0: Yeah, I'm a believer. I Like, like I said at the top of the show, I call it quiet time. I, I'm going to switch yeah. this now. I'm going to switch this now to stopping, though, David. I think it's a better way... Uh, for my brain and my body to feel it like okay I don't even have to be quiet <laughs> I just have
1: to be <laughs> exactly. exactly yes just be is uh, and, and I emphasize doing nothing as much as possible I had a I had a, a man in a seminar once saying the, the the closest I get to doing nothing is playing golf <laughs> and I thought mm. to myself you know that wouldn't do it for me but if it does it for you then that's what you need to do do nothing as much as possible Uh, the the uh, french philosopher once said human beings all human beings troubles stem from the fact that a person can't sit still in a room Hmm. and that is so true marcel Proust, i think it was Uh, that's so true imagine yourself in, in in your listeners imagine yourself in a room maybe in your home You're not going to be bothered. No one's going to trouble you. You're you're there for an hour if you want to be. And just sit in a chair and just sit there. Sit there for five minutes, for 15 minutes, for a half hour. How does that sound to you? And I think most people would say, you know, that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound like anything I would ever do. Uh, And I um, I can certainly relate to that. That's the way I felt. But once you punch through the initial resistance of getting up and walking around and looking for something to do, and sit back down and just sort of push yourself to be there and turn your energy in and punch through that initial resistance, you'll find you are able to sit still in a room. And that means that you're at home with yourself. You're comfortable with your inner life, that you enjoy your own company that you can access the wisdom that resides in in your internal life. And so that's a challenge I would give to people. See if you can't sit still in a room for 15 minutes, half hour, an hour, see what that's like.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great challenge. And I will tell you now I'm at the point in my life where I even write it into my schedule, like I'll Mm. write in my quiet time. And (laughs) <laughs> we've had moments especially during the pandemic when everybody's been underfoot where my yes. husband has said you need to take some time by yourself you need to take some of your quiet time because they can see when I'm I, mm-hmm. I feel all fluttery like I feel yes. so reactive that I can't uh, that I, I I'm not really clear and and deliberate in what I'm doing I feel like I'm missing my life so yes
1: exactly boy you're you're, you're articulating exactly what stopping is all about Polly. yeah exactly
0: and i'm serious when i say it, it's not always easy for me to get there so what no is-
1: especially when you've your kids your family are demanding this and you you're working i mean it's just i my heart goes out to to these families during especially during the pandemic i don't know how they they balance keep all those balls in the air it, it's truly amazing and I, I i i my heart really goes out to to people who have been so, so uh, stressed during this pandemic, hopefully now they have some relief.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this is a form of relief, right? We cannot wait for external things to change for us to feel better for us to be healthier.
1: So exactly. You have to do it yourself. Right. It is. You have to grab it by, 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 by just absolutely forcing yourself to do it if that's what it takes at first. I always encourage people to begin the process of stopping with still points. That is the, the brief moments uh, during your day that uh, no one might even, might even not notice that you're doing them. They're hmm. so brief.
0: Let's make that the Simply Start segment. Every week we talk about a way you can get into this practice if you want to bring more of it into your life, if you want to explore and experience. So, David, can you take us through what a still point would look like for you or how we could do it in our day?
1: Okay, sure. Let me give you a couple of examples. Okay, I'm at work. Uh, My work involves my sitting at a desk. I'm sitting at my desk. I need to go to the copy machine. I stand up. And as I'm walking to the copy machine, I'm preparing myself for a still point. I get to the copy machine, close my eyes, turn my energy in, and I breathe. Two, three breaths. Open my eyes and make my copies. That's it. I call it the art of stopping because I encourage people to create your own still points, create your own moments and your own ways of doing it, because that's what's going to work for you. Here's another example. Um, I'm at home. The kids are driving me crazy. Uh, I go into the bathroom, close the door, lock it, lean against the door, breathe, turn my energy in, close my eyes walk to the sink, put a little cool water on my wrists, look in the mirror, close my eyes again, be still. Now at that moment, at that point, you can add a prayer, you can add an affirmation, or you can add nothing, just be still, that's, I think that's the most effective one, is just be still, just be inside yourself. Breathe, always breathe and then go back to your life now if you do that two three four five ten fifty times a day i guarantee you'll come to the end of your day more refreshed more relaxed and more able to cope and closer to understanding who you are and what you want okay
0: you're a minute at a time in these little still points all throughout the day and, and- in. Right. We're going to reground ourselves, it sounds like. That's what we'll come away with.
1: Exactly. I used to do it when I was giving seminars. I would do still points during the time I was giving the seminar, and my the people in the seminar wouldn't even know I was doing it. Now, hopefully, mm. my conviction is that you will enjoy still points so much that you will want to do stopovers. That is the longer time, an hour, two hours, an afternoon, or a morning of just being by yourself as much as possible, and quiet. Go to the park in the neighborhood. Go into nature that's always conducive to a good stopping. Go to the park, walk around, notice a few things. Sit on the bench, just do nothing. And 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 believe me, it's very countercultural because you're going to be tempted all the time to say, "Oh, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I'm going to worry about this. I'm going to worry about that." But that's the time to let those thoughts come and go, as good meditators teach us. When the distractions come, let them come, and then let them go. Let them come, let them go. Then you access your wisdom. Then you, you're more likely then to be on the, the right ladder to success. So often what happens to people who are climbing the executive ladder, you know, the executive is going up and up and she's receiving all kinds of compliments and compensations and doing, doing well. And she gets to the top of the ladder and realizes the ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. Mm. It's tragic. It's really, really tragic. And that happens so often. So stopping is a way in which we can constantly check ourselves to say, am I, am I, am I on the right path? Am I doing what I need to do, what I want to do? That's the wisdom we have within us. And that's the wisdom that the world tries to hide.
0: I love this. I think it just makes so much sense. And hearing you talk about it, I'm just, you know, uh, things are occurring to me, Mm. stopping in those gaps, when we I'll give ourselves that. That's where creativity sits. That's where, uh, you know, innovation sits. That's where uh, our moods are regulated. The things that we struggle with and want so badly in our lives now can be accessed from the places you're talking about when we just stop. We don't even have to access it, right? The wisdom will emerge.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's like, it's like St. Jerome, uh, one of the things St. Jerome said was, you can solve it by walking, solvitur ambulando in Latin. Uh, what, he, what he meant was, if you're having a problem, if you're having some, if you're trying to, to get to a solution, if you're trying to solve a problem or create an understanding, stop everything and take a walk. And don't bring your problem with you on the walk. Leave it <laughs> and then go for a walk and notice what you're walking through. Because it's at those times that, as you indicated, that creativity jumps in. There's the story of the man who invented the, uh, the sewing machine. And to make a long story short, he had a dream. And in the dream, uh, people were surrounded, these, these uh, warriors were surrounding him with spears. And, and, and in his life, he was trying to solve, create a sewing machine, a machine that would sew. And in his dream, these warriors had spears that they were going to throw at him. And he noticed that the, in, at the tip of the spears, there was a hole in the tip of the spear. And when he awoke from his dream, he said, oh, my gosh, that's it. The hole's in the tip.
0: I, I love uh, stories like that because I really do think we have access to all this if we allow we ourselves.
1: We do, we do, we do. That's what we have to be convinced of. We do have it. We have it in spades. We have that access. We have that wisdom. Just, you know, shut up. (laughs) I tell myself, David, shut up. Just shut up and listen and be still. It will come. And the more you do it, the longer you do it, the more access you're going to have. And see, again, getting back to our, our original uh, problem that people say, oh, you know, you're just asking me to do one more thing in life, so you forget it. Again, what I'm convinced of is that when, if you start it, if you push yourself a bit and just start it, start at the still points, you will be so convinced that you'll want to do it. And if you want to do it, you'll do it.
0: That's the simply start. Start at a still point. Create still points throughout your day-to-day and see how you feel. Notice, go in, go quiet, stop, be still, and do this for a few days. See Mm -hmm. what emerges for you. I think this makes so much sense. I I want you guys to try it all out there. I do this in little ways. I'm going to up my practice. I'm going to look at things differently. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going, is David's book. I think this practice and this book, makes so much sense, especially where we are right now. We have this opportunity to transition into the world in a different way, mm-hmm. but it's up to us to do it, right? Go for Absolutely. that inner wisdom, access what you already have. It doesn't have to come from outside you. Let's take still points today and and, and see what emerges for us. I, David, I, I think this is great. Thank you so much for being here. How can we find more about your book and your work and, and what you're up to next?
1: Okay, yes, my book is uh, available on all, uh, all booksellers, online booksellers or bookstores can order it if they don't have it. And my website is uh, stopping.com, very easy to remember. And you can see the rest of my books there. And um, thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure to be with you, Polly. Well,
0: it's been great to have you, and and I think uh, there's a lot of value in this, and I really appreciate you taking the time. You can find me at polycampbell.com and my newest book, You Recharged, is what happened when I didn't stop. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it emerged. Oh, th- this I got stuck and burned out, and I realized that I didn't wanna engage with my life that way. We mm-hmm. have this precious time. And I didn't want to feel stuck from engaging in the world. So I found my own way back by amping up my vitality. And I think this practice goes hand in hand with that. So you can check that out at polycampbell.com or wherever books are sold. Remember, you don't have to feel bad and burned out. We can access the wisdom within us if we allow ourselves to stop to hit those still points, or have those stopovers, or even a longer grinding halt. But the still points throughout your day are enough to help you access all that you are. And when we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy.
1: Electric app.